3: You're listening to the
2: Vox Media Podcast Network.
4: back to the fighter versus the writer I'm your host as always Damon Martin and today I am uh, happy to be joined by one of my favorite commentators and of course one of the top light heavyweights in the sport he hosts his own show he hosts actually multiple shows now uh including the one he does with Michael Bisping on top of his own show uh always welcome in the great Anthony Smith Anthony how many shows do you have now like 14
3: <laughs> that's how it feels sometimes doesn't it um right now it's just the two you know me and me and Laura Sanko every once in a while we'll jump on our YouTube channel, if there's something we really want to talk about. Um, but both of us have just gotten so busy. So that one's kind of, kind of just hanging out, not doing much. And then uh, I co-host uh, the Believe You Me podcast with Michael Bisbing, once a week. And then I'm on Sirius XM radio channel 156 uh, on Tuesdays. So I'm a busy guy.
4: You're very busy. I, I love that you, uh, you ended up doing the show with Bisping. I, I get Bisping on a lot. He was actually the first ever co-host on this podcast. And uh, boy, I tell you what, he's like one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. It's so funny. Like people always had this opinion of Michael Bisping when he was a fighter. And I, I always like, I always knew him really well. And I would tell people like, dude, if you knew Michael Bisping, you would be the biggest fan of this guy. Like, I know he's a great trash talker, all that kind of stuff. But if you actually knew him, you would totally love this guy. But now that he's not a fighter, now that he's retired, like everyone loves Michael Bisping. It's so funny, like how the entire world has come around on Michael Bisping.
3: Yeah. Well, you just, no one, no one actually knew him. That's, I I think you, you kind of hit it on the head there. Like no one actually knew they just seen how he acted and, and I guess spoke to and about his opponents, but I'm with you, man. Michael Bisping is one of the, one of the best people I've ever met. He's a lot of fun. He's hilarious. He's got an interesting perspective on the sport. I love his analysis. Um, he, he, he's made the transition from fighter to analyst beautifully. Um, Yeah, man, I, we have a lot of fun too on that podcast. It is, it's not all just fights. You know, we, I bet half the show is kind of non MMA related stuff and it's stuff that we think is weird or funny or, you know, it's just kind of world news and just whatever's going on in our own lives. Uh, I mean, we'll go off on tangents and not even talk about half the shit we were going to talk about. (laughs) Uh, It's a lot of fun, man. I, I really look forward to Mondays when we record.
4: Yeah, he's a great dude. Great dude. Uh, so before we get into all the other stuff we're going to talk about, of course, I was at UFC Columbus last night. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Of course, some of the other uh, craziness going on in the world of MMA. Of course, we're going to talk about the uh, the madness surrounding uh, Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington, because I haven't even really had a chance to address that yet. And, you know, It's still kind of ongoing as of a couple of days ago. But before we get to any of that uh let me ask about you how are you how is uh, everything i know last time we talked you were still you know looking to come back with the you had the knee injury and, and you were kind of looking at the lay of the land of who you were going to fight so how are you feeling and uh and, and you know kind of where you are right now
3: man i feel great uh we're back i'm a, I'm 100 percent healed feeling good trying to get in shape and be, be less fat and tired all the time so um <laughs> it's going good man i'm just waiting to to get a fight
4: is it uh it's so funny. Like you had the Ankalaya thing popped up when he fought. Then you had Paul Craig calling you out. And I know you said on Twitter, like, you're never got, You're never going to turn anybody down. What is next? Like, what does make sense? You got, I know that you probably heard, looks like they're going to rebook Jan Blachowicz and Alexander Rakic as much as I know you wanted either one of those fights. Looks like they're going to fight in May. So that's off the table. We know Glover and uh, Yuri are going to fight in June. So what does make the most sense? Like what is most intriguing to you right now?
3: Well, I think what makes the most sense and what's most intriguing are two completely different fights, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, what makes the most sense is me and Uncle Life. Um, I don't know what the holdup is. Um, to be honest, uh, you'd have to ask the UFC because I've been begging for an opportunity. So um that's that's all I'm just waiting on a contract. I'm waiting on a name. I wait, you know what I mean? Like that's on them to figure it out and they know they know how to get a hold of me. Um, but I think Uncle Life makes the most sense, the most intriguing. Uh, that's available. Paul Craig is intriguing to me. Um, uh, I respect his respectful call out, um, like his confidence and his, you know, a little bit of arrogance, but in a, in a a respectful way. Uh, I think the jujitsu part of the matchup is fun. Um, It's just something that's different that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, I haven't had to prepare for a jujitsu guy in a really long time. So um, I think that part of it would just be a nice change up to like the training camp, you know, So I think that one just sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I think about a fight with Paul Craig, it just feels fun. Uncle life is stressful. You know what I mean? Like you got to really put, I don't want to say put the work in, but you got to, you got to really, I don't know, streamline your way into training camp. Like it's got to be super specific and you got to be really dialed in and focused, which is fine. I'm okay with doing that. But Paul Craig, you can kind of just train and just, be better you know than you were before and and at least in my mind i can just go in and, and just be the best version of myself and i win that fight but um and that doesn't mean it's easier it's just different you know i don't i don't have to do anything special for paul craig uncle i was a little different
4: yeah but and i i like paul craig very much you know him pulling off the win he did against uh the last couple of weekends ago was amazing that was an incredible submission but I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, I think the Ankelaia fight would be better only because, like I said, a win over him, I think to that, you're pretty much in you know, a right there for a title shot. Now, I know, of course, you got to deal with the racket situation where he's at. I think Jan Blahovic beats him. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think Blahovic beats him, but we'll see. Um, but you know, I, I, think I think he think-
3: can for sure, especially because of a, a couple of the things that Blahovic is really good at that gives certain people that have certain styles a lot of problems. I said, it. I think I told you, I think, uh, w- before the Adesanya fight that I thought Blahovic was going to beat Adesanya. And it was only for a couple of reasons. The pace at which Jan fights at is very different. Um, he kind of lulls you into this pace that he's very comfortable at. Uh, the people that have beat him have been the people that have been able to pull him out of that. Like your Tiago Santos is, is that kind of pulled, it got him into a fight that he doesn't typically like to fight. Um, Glover is just that dude's kind of a fucking hammer. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and just got in his face and, and was able to hurt him and get a takedown. But um, it Rakic, the way that he fights, he fights it. He wants to fight at a very slow, methodical kind of pace. He wants to plot around. And that's exactly what Blahovich wants to do. And I think Blahovich is better at that. I think Blahovic has more power in his hands. Rakic isn't that great of a boxer. Has he hurt people before? Yeah, for sure. But like at a high level, He's a kicker. He wants to kick it. He wants to kick from the outside. And I said from the beginning, whoever wins the kicking game or is the better kicker between Tiago Santos and Rackage will win that fight. turns out that it was Rackage. but, um, Blachowicz is also very, 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 very underrated when it comes to kick defense. If You're going to watch the Luke Rockhold fight. He dealt with the kicking game of Luke Rockhold very well, um, enough to where he made Luke so uncomfortable on his feet that he wanted to, he wanted to grapple, um, And then same with Adesanya. He dealt with the kicking game of Adesanya very, very well. He didn't take a lot of clean late kicks. He checks. Maybe it might be a stupid fucking stat, but I bet if you checked like who's checked the highest percentage of late kicks in their UFC career, I would fucking bet my life that it's Jan Blahovich is number one.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really good. And I, and I do like that matchup and, uh, you know, listen, they're not giving Ankelaev a title shot. You and I both know that. I mean, he didn't right. have the kind of performance against Tiago Santos. And I hope we don't have to see Ankelaev fight Rackage because I think they might combine for like nine strikes thrown over five rounds yeah. uh, the way they fight. But uh, but I think the Ankelaev fight makes sense. I mean, again, I like Ankelaev. I think he's a monster. We, he's just had this weird couple of fights now where it's like his output but hasn't been great. He's not, the,
3: great. He's not yeah. the boogeyman. He's not the boogeyman that everyone keeps talking about. I've been saying that for a long time. Is he good? 100 percent He is solid. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't have any glaring holes in his game at all. But he he is not the boogeyman that everyone's made him out to be. It's it's been people, you know, say, oh, Anthony's ducking Uncle. Like, I'm not ducking that dude. Come on. I got 50-something fights. I'm not ducking anybody. He I'm just not singing his praises because I'm not that impressed. Can he be he's got power in his hands? He's got some decent wrestling. But everyone talking about this, this, this Russian ground and pound guy that's got all these wrestling abilities. Like he going into the Thiago Santos fight, he had a lower takedown percentage than Thiago Santos did. Like he hasn't even attempted a submission in the UFC, not even attempted, not one, not one time. So like, like what are we talking about here? Like is again, is he good for sure? I see his skills. I see his abilities. I see his knockout power. I see his, his technical advantages that he has over a lot of people on his feet. Uh, honestly, he fights southpaw. I, I would again, bet my life that he's probably right-handed um, because of the way that he moves and fights. And and he just has all the telltale signs of a right-handed person that fights as a southpaw. So he's different in a, in a couple places, but he's not the boogeyman that everyone keeps talking about. And the higher the competition that he's been fighting, the, the less it looks like that to me. He looks like he's right there with everybody else. He, he doesn't stand ahead above anybody in the division, at least yeah. at the top of it.
4: No, I agree. I, I think his last couple of fights have proven that. I mean, like I said, it's not like he's gone out there and just blowing people out of the water um, in his last couple of fights. But again, I, I I do like that fight for you. You know, I don't know you know, what timeline we're looking at here. Cards are filling up. Looks like probably June, July is like the earliest we're looking at now. I mean, they're filling up cards. Yeah. I've heard you know fights being booked at the end of July. So mm-hmm. uh, I know you want to get back in there. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's I, what I'm, I'm hoping
3: sure. for is that that end of July card. That's kind of what's been talked about
4: yeah i like that i like that a lot uh let's uh let's shift gears talk about the heavyweight division because last night we saw curtis blades got a big knockout over chris dacus got a uh, second straight win for him of course second straight uh, loss second straight knockout loss for chris Dawkins. and afterwards curtis talked about you know the interim title fight he wants to be part of the interim title fight of course dana white has already said chances are they're going to crown an interim champion with francis and out of action now Unlike the last time, Anthony, you know, this is actually a time where an interim championship might make sense at heavyweight because we know Francis is going to be out until sometime in 2023. That's already been determined. He had ACL reconstruction surgery. We know he's not fighting again this year. He just had the surgery a week or two ago. He's not going to be back till next year. It's going to be about a year out of action. So an interim champion now makes sense. Did not make sense for Cyril Gaughan and Derek Lewis whatsoever. But we also know there's a contract situation with Francis going on where he may not come back. I mean, he may, and I hope he does, because I love Francis Ngannou. I think he's a monster. He has all the potential in the world to be one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, if not the greatest heavyweight of all time. But we don't know. So an interim champion now kind of makes sense, only because if Francis is either gone or completely gone from the UFC, they still have a title. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts, because Curtis Blades, he wants to be one half of it. I... I have a hard time disagreeing with that based on his resume. He says Cyril Goner Stepe. I think that makes sense. I know we've got the John Jones thing out there. Listen, at this point, I'm done talking about John Jones until John Jones signs a contract, I'm Thank done you. talking about it because Thank you. Why is he in the conversation? We have no idea what's going on with John Jones.
3: Until until John signs a contract with someone, I I just I'm imagining he's not a, he's not in the equation because you can't we can't talk about what ifs. And and John is a big what if. So I'm just completely I, I think best case is everyone just pulls John out of it and let's just stop talking about him until he decides what he wants to do. So
4: yeah,
3: John Jones out of the picture. I, uh, Curtis Blades has got to be one half of it. Number one, for out of anybody that we're talking about, Kurt, uh, Curtis Blades is the only one that's coming off a win. Yeah. Um. You know, Steve is coming off a loss, and Cyril Gone is coming off a loss. Um. It's got to be Curtis versus one of those guys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt if it is Stepe, or they try to make that try to make that fight, um, especially because Cyril did just lose to Francis, and then if he wins, and then for whatever reason Cyril doesn't fight again, then it's and then Francis comes back, then we got to do that again. So I don't know, I, I, and, and no one else stands out to me. I mean, Tai Tuivasa is ranked number three right there. Um, I. I've, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to throw Ty right into an interim title shot.
4: Yeah, I mean, but, I like Ty. I think Ty, but I, I, I do this. too.
3: I do too. I love Ty. I just, it seems like that's really quick. Yeah. Like it's, I think it'd be almost unfair to Ty because he just kind of get, he's getting his wheels under him. You know what I mean? Like he, he had a bad run and then he's starting to figure it out. He's got this new gym. He's just now starting to get good and technical and like it, things are really clicking for him. Like, it would suck to put him in a really big situation that maybe he's not ready for, because to be very honest, I don't think that Tai Tuivasa is ready for a guy like Curtis Blades. He can be, just not right now.
4: I agree. I I said this, uh, actually, funny enough, right after that event, I had Michael Bisping on. We did the podcast right after that event, and I said, listen, I love Tai Tuivasa, incredibly fun guy to watch, but I... And I say this with the utmost respect. I feel like he's kind of hit his ceiling a little bit right now because I don't know that I like him to beat Curtis Blades. I don't know that I like him to beat Stipe. I don't know that I like him to beat Cyril. Uh, I don't know that I like him to beat Francis. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the four the, you know, the four best heavyweights, arguably, in the UFC. There's absolutely zero shame in not beating those guys, but I just don't know that. I As you said, he just had this one monumental win over Derek Lewis. Awesome win. Yes, Absolutely. But I think we got. to But see he even a little had some more. struggle
3: there. You know, yeah. it, it, he had some adversity there. Like, I, let's just not blow him up right now. You know, like let him let him build off of it. Like he he's starting to feel himself a little bit. He's got a little bit of momentum. Like let's not just throw him into the deep end and sink or swim. Like give him like a, a, I really I didn't mind the Aspinall the Aspinall call out for Ty. I think although Aspinall is I think in my opinion the definitely the better fighter you know i i I think he can be hit at times uh he does put himself in in some trouble sometimes or at least in some precarious spots um but those are the kind of guys that ty's gonna have to worry about like those are the maybe that's more the level he needs to fight at your 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 jarzino rosen strikes and your like those kind of guys i think that's kind of where i'd like to see him hang out and see if he can can get over on more more guys than not
4: yeah but But as far as
3: what else do you, I mean, I can't even think, there's no one else even pops in my head when it comes to the interim title fight. There's it's, I, th- I mean, I think you kind of just nailed it. It's, it's steep, Cyril gone and Curtis blades. And I think, and it, I to think me no is, matter what Curtis has to be half of that, in my opinion,
4: I, I agree. But to me and I listen, I like Cyril gone very much, but I think it's gotta be Stepe. And also we gotta, we gotta look at the reality of the Stepe factor. Now, you know, this Anthony, you know, you will not find a bigger, Steve Miocic guy in the world than me. I'm an Ohio guy. I mean, that's my guy. I've been with. I've covered Stevie since his NAA, since he was in the uh the in whatever that promotion was in Cleveland, like before Cleveland, he was in the yeah. UFC. Yeah, I was I was around Stevie back then. So I you will not find a bigger Stevie guy in the world than me. That being said, Steve can't wait forever. I mean, he just can't. I mean, I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he's sitting out and telling the UFC and trying to dictate his course. I'm just saying like he can't wait for. We just today. Where we're recording today is the one-year anniversary of him losing to Francis Ngannou. He can't sit out another eight months and wait and see what's going to happen. So I think it's got to be Stipe. He is the greatest heavyweight in UFC history, maybe the greatest heavyweight of all time. Him and Curtis Blades has never happened before. We've never seen it before. There's history. And listen, yes, I know Curtis has lost to Francis twice, uh, but again, if he can go out and beat Stipe Miocic, who's going to complain about him getting a third fight with Francis Ngannou? And then. If Steve Bay wins, once again, we're looking at the trilogy with Francis Ngannou, assuming he comes back. So I, I like Cyril Gannou very much, but he is coming off a loss. It wasn't a particularly close fight. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting fight in the world, but he never really had Francis in trouble. There was never a moment where like, oh, man, it's almost going to happen for Cyril. If he would have won, it would have been a, you know, 48-47 decision, Um it's steve and curtis to me man like i just don't i i don't see another option to make sense and that is a good fight i mean curtis incredible wrestler we know the power he has steve incredible wrestler we know the power he has is steve still the guy you know is he i mean he's you know 39 going on 40 is he still the guy or is curtis blades are you know ready to ascend and finally kind of reach his potential i think that's the one to make
3: i I totally agree with you i I don't and, and i couldn't sell it any better than that um I think that that is the fight to make
4: one thing that Curtis said at the post fight press conference, and I want to get your opinion on this anthony now i'm I'm a big proponent in listen, you fight where you believe you deserve to you know where you where you belong, meaning weight class, you know if you believe you're a light mm-hmm. heavyweight, hey, you're a light heavyweight. I'm not gonna falter for that, but you know, Curtis said he thinks that Chris Dacus is probably going to be better served at light heavyweight. he's not the biggest guy. We all know he's not like this ripped up, you know, heavyweight walk around. He's got some body fat, you know, and listen, I'm not one to speak about that because listen, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to sit here and critique anyone's physique. That being said, you know, Curtis is like, no offense. I don't think he's a heavyweight. I think he's a light heavyweight, you know, kind of masquerading as a heavyweight. Um, Listen, I don't know. Has, has Chris Dawkins ever tried to cut the, I have no idea. Has he ever gone through, has he ever gone to the PI and said, you know, what could I do? I have no idea. You look at him, though. You are a fighter, and you're a guy who fought and kind of killed yourself to make middleweight for years. Now you're a legit light heavyweight, one of the top guys in the world. Do you look at Chris Dawkins and say that's a guy I think could be a light heavyweight?
3: That's the first thing I said when he walked in the octagon. It's the first thing I said. I said I looked right at my wife, and I said, that guy should be a 205. <laughs> she was like, well, what do he weigh in at? I said, I don't know, like 240? Like, you don't think there's 30 pounds hanging around his waist? You know what I mean? Like, he and I don't mean that disrespectfully at all. Like I, again, I don't like to criticize people's physiques. It's it's not my place, but if we're looking at this stri- strictly from an athletic competitor position. Uh, the, the, you know, making weight starts at, in the kitchen. Um, he's clearly putting the work and he's training, he's getting in shape. You know, he can, he can fight at a high level. Um, could he make two Oh five? Absolutely. By looking at him, I do believe so. Um, Dude, I mean dude, I'm fucking two thirty five right now. I mean he's he's what he's less than ten pounds heavier than I am. Yeah. Fighting it, you know, at, at at heavyweight. Like that's that's doable, you know? It's doable. And and I and I don't kill myself to get there. I'm not miserable at all. I'm enjoying myself and I don't miss a meal and I still get to two oh five fairly easy. So yeah. um he does he he is carrying some some extra weight around his waist for sure. Everywhere and it was it did look a little odd, though, because his legs look in shape, his arms and chest look in, you know, decent shape. It's just, he just, carry, he just you know, carries that kind of spare tire around his midsection. So um, if I was him and there was an opportunity that I could do it and do it in a healthy way and not kill yourself and, and feel like shit and really diminish whatever returns you would gain by going to 205, I say he gives it a shot.
4: Yeah, it's funny. Curtis said something great, and I, I never really heard it put that way. He said, just because you weigh 245 doesn't mean you're a heavyweight. I was like, that's 100%. Pretty brilliant. Like, that's true. Like, just because he weighs that much doesn't mean he's actually a heavyweight fighter.
3: Right. No, I mean, it's, I mean, just because I'm 235, that, that doesn't make <laughs> me a heavyweight at all. And, and Curtis would know better than all of us. Like, he felt him. He was in there with him. He felt his power. Uh, if Curtis says he's not a heavyweight, he's probably not a heavyweight. Yeah. And I'm a light heavyweight and looked at him and said, I think that guy should be at 205.
4: Yeah. And he's a, he's a super tight. Yeah. I've said the same thing about Stipe though. Yeah. Said
3: the same thing about Stipe. And look how he's done. So, I mean, uh, I don't think Stipe is a heavyweight either, but he's a he's a really thick, dense 240. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's different. And he's been as low as 230, not that long ago. Then the last yeah. couple of years, Stipe's been in the 230s.
4: And I think, and I actually, I I remember talking to Stipe about this years ago, several years ago about it, and he kind of, like, chuckled when I said that. And he's like, you know, we thought about it at one point but we just realized like it just wouldn't work for me. But at this point, I think, you know, I think Stipe's is 38 or 39. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to retire tomorrow. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think there's he's no point to the, do it now. Yeah. I think at this stage in his career, like I think, you know, he wants the rematch with Francis. He wants maybe one more run at heavyweight title. And then I think Steve is going to move on to other things and that's okay. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't see Steve and it's not because he doesn't love what he does. I absolutely believe he does. But like, Matt Brown, I'm going to fight till I'm 45 till the wheels fall off. I talked to Holly Holm a couple of days ago. She just turned 40. She said the same thing. She's like, I'm going to fight till the wheels fall off. I, I love this. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I think Stipe loves it, but I also think a, a you know, he's obviously a very dedicated fireman. He's got other things going on. Like, I don't see Stipe fighting to 45. I just don't. I just, I don't know why. I can't give you a great reason why. I just have a gut feeling he's not that guy.
3: You know, I think uh, in in terms of Matt Brown and Holly Holm love both of them. Um huge Matt Brown mark for sure. Um I think that the the weight of the bank account changes that conversation, to be very yeah. honest with you. That's I mean Steve is a very humble guy. He he lives a fairly humble life, you know, like he he's not blowing money and going to clubs and you know what I mean. Like he he saves most of his money. So I w- I would guess if you had a pretty full goddamn bank account you never really had anything to worry about the rest of your life making that walk is probably tougher the older you get you know if you if you're still trying to build up that nest egg and and you still you see you still got five years left to do it you're probably going to want to do that but Stepe's nest egg and his kids nest egg and his grandkids nest egg <laughs> everyone's <laughs> egg is good right now in the stipe miocic family so uh, i would i would kind of go on a limb and say i think that the amount of money that he's made um you know in the last five years probably contributes to that a little bit. Yeah.
4: Atlassian. so andy let's talk about the hot button subject of the of the mma world and unfortunately you know listen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna throw i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus to be honest but we've had kind of a weird week this last week with uh, a lot of legal entanglements from fighters and i somebody asked me the other day, they were talking to me about like all the coverage I'd done on the Jorge Masvidal Colby Covington situation. I'm like, man, you got a lot of stories on that. It's like, guys, yeah, like trust me, I don't want to do stories about guys getting arrested and guys, you know, right. guys getting charged with crimes in our sport. But last week was crazy. We had Jorge and Colby, and then right on top of that, we had Conor McGregor getting arrested for you know, driving recklessly. Which again, I'm not, I'm not um, giving Conor a pass, but like in the grand scheme of things, driving really fast while stupid is not, you know, it's not, you know, he wasn't driving drunk. He wasn't doing anything like wildly, stupidly crazy.
3: Uh, I I, kind of gave him a pass. Uh, Again, I don't want to call it that, but uh, like when I read it, I was like, "Ah, I don't really care.
4: Yeah. Like Like, it's, oh, he drives fast in
3: a $300,000 car. Like, yeah. and I've been in Dublin with Connor when he's gotten pulled over. I don't know how fast Connor was actually driving. The police are doing Connor no favors, even back then, years and years ago. We're talking 2017, 2016. They weren't doing him any favors then, yeah. before he was who he is now. So um, I don't want to say he's being targeted, but it, there's a possibility that maybe Connor wasn't driving as fast as, you know. Connor, maybe he wasn't as reckless as they claimed or whatever. They're not huge fans of Connor.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but listen, if I had a three hundred thousand dollar Bentley or a Lamborghini, I might be driving really fast too. So I understand. No, my foot'd be on the
3: floor. That's a bitch <laughs> <laughs> all the time.
4: But uh, you yeah, know, and then of course the end of the week we had you know everything going on with Shell Sonnen, and I'm not going to even really get into that because we don't know all the facts of the case. It's a very ugly situation. I don't know everything that's going on. A lot of it happened when I was at UFC Columbus, so I haven't really read in depth about everything going on. But of course, the big one was the Jorge mess with Colby Covington. Now I'm not gonna we're not going to sit here and, and wax intellectual about the legal aspect because I'm not a lawyer. Not a, you're not a lawyer. I don't know what the legal, I, I said on Twitter the other day, to me, it all sounds like this is going to end up in a, in a plea agreement. You know, he's going to pay restitution for the damage done supposedly to Colby's wash or whatever it was. But the big debate right now is going on is like, you know, you know, who's right and who's wrong. Now, again, I'm not placing judgment on anybody who's right and who's wrong. Uh, you know, but I've had a lot of people like, George shouldn't have done what he did. Jorge shouldn't have done what he did. It was a sucker punch, all this kind of stuff. Colby had it coming. He talks all this trash. Again, I'm not going to ask you to pass judgment on Andy, but what do you make of this situation? Because when I heard about it, my first, my honest to God, first reaction was, hmm, doesn't surprise me.
3: Yeah. No, I think both sides are right, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, it, 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 the way that I grew up in the world that I grew up in, in the region that I grew up in, like, you talk shit, you're probably going to get smacked. That's just how it is. Or if I'm going to go run my mouth about somebody, I should expect that there's going to be something coming my way. And that's how I grew up. And I accepted that. If you're going to run your mouth, you got to, you know, that, that, that thing is probably coming your direction. You're going to have to answer for that at some point in time, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it might be a month down the road. Not like it's coming back your way. So I do sympathize with Masvidal a little bit on that, but one, he did just have 25 minutes to try to do something about it and wasn't able to. I think Masvidal is a little more street than the average Joe. So, (laughs) and he's probably a little more street than the average street guy. So I I would guess that wasn't enough for him, you know, and Colby took it too far and I won't, I won't, I won't stand up for Colby Colby. I won't, I won't, say, well, you know, you get to say whatever you want if you're going to if you're gonna go in there and fight. He knows Masvidal. And I would guess he wasn't that surprised um, that Masvidal did what he did. So I think both guys are equally wrong and equally right. Like, Colby has the right to say whatever he wants as long as he's willing to answer for that. Um, and I think Masvidal has the right to try to make him answer for that. I don't like the way that Masvidal did it, though. I don't like the, the cheap shot sucker punch thing. Like, if you want to go in face-to-face, you know, and as long as, as long as Covington sees it coming, I I really don't have that big of an issue with it. Um, Now, if it keeps happening repeatedly, like once, like I feel like Masvidal got his one back, if that makes any sense. Like he broke a tooth or whatever he did, busted his watch, like, all right, like you kind of proved your point. You got your one back. Now, if Colby keeps talking shit and keeps poking at him and then Masvidal comes back, that's kind of just how it goes. Um, and I know that maybe a lot of your listeners won't like that because that's not the most civilized answer in the world, but like w- we take our shirts off and fight for a bag of money inside of a steel cage, like in front of the world. So I like, I don't know what you're expecting of these two guys. Like these aren't, this isn't a, a dispute uh, amongst staff in a, in a hospital or a nursing home or something like these guys are, <laughs> These guys are different, and this is this is the only way that they know how to really solve a conflict. And the conflict wasn't solved at the end of that fight. So, um, I think that's kind of my take on it. I don't like the fact that he sucker punched him, um, but I also not sure that I would do anything different if Colby was talking about my family and my children the way that he was, Masvidal's.
4: Yeah, so I I'm, said I'm, this I'm not
3: sure I'm any better.
4: Yeah, I said, I said the other day, I said, you know, Colby, Colby has gotten away with a lot in what he said. And, you know, you can sit here and say, you know, is it over the line? Is it not over the line? You know, I'm a big believer in, you know, listen, you know, it's ultimately it's just words, but, you know, words matter. And, you know, Colby. Well, especially
3: when it comes to kids in this day and age with social media, cell phones, all the all the content that's being put out and you have kids that are like consuming that like that's where i draw the line.
4: Yeah, well see the problem is is that Colby, you know, Colby when he first started the whole I'm Colby Covington the yeah you know, the right wing lunatic Colby Covington, you know, i'm not going to say everything he said was funny or clever, but he had some funnier clever things in there and some of the things he was saying was kind of, you know, whatever. But then like it's, I said this before is it, when it got so low brow, when you're, when you're not able to really pick on your opponent for anything other than family, that's when you know, you've run out of material, you've run out of anything interesting to say. And I said the same thing about Connor when he was going after Dustin's family. It's like, what do you, you're saying stuff about Dustin's family because you can't say anything about him as a fighter. He just knocked your ass out three months earlier, four months earlier. You can't say anything about him in that regard. So now you got to try to insult his wife and his kid, which is just really low hanging fruit. Uh, And I said the same about Colby Colby, you know, for all his weird, you know, right-wing, you know, Trumpism, whatever, that's fine. Got no problem with that. Uh, But when you start talking about people's families, you do, you do start crossing the line. And then (laughs) I said this the other day, I'm not saying I'm not justifying it, but I'm saying Jorge Masvidal is that guy. You do not, Mm -hmm. this is the guy who used to fight in Kimbo's backyard. Okay. This is not the guy you're going to say bad things. And when he says I'm going to come at you on the street, He's going to come at you on the street. Now, Colby yeah. said the same thing. Colby's like, oh, if I see him on the street. No, Colby's not that guy.
3: He's, he's not a street guy. No, he's not.
4: he's not at all. But George is. Jorge Masvidal is a guy. So you do not play that game with him. You may be able to do it with, you know, you may be able to do it with Dustin. You may be able to do it with uh, with, with, Tyron Woodley. Maybe they'll do it with, you know, Kamar Usman. They're not that guy. You know, they're they're much more civilized. They're just not going to pay attention to it. They're going to move on. Masvidal is not that guy so like I'm not saying it's right I'm not saying it's right but I'm saying that you can't be that surprised that it happened
3: you can't jump in the water with a great white shark and then be shocked when it bites you <laughs> yeah. like at what point is that your fault like you know what's going to happen yeah. you know it like so was the shark wrong or are you wrong for fucking swimming that's that's and- how I look at it
4: and Colby, listen, you know, as I said, you know, there's, I've heard some really vicious trash, like the one of the most vicious, I mean, I remember like, to me, the most, one of the most vicious trash talk lines I've ever heard in this history of the sport. And it's, and it sticks by him. And it's a guy that I like very much as a person, a guy I know, you know, but when Connor pulled that, who the fuck is this guy on Jeremy Stevens, like that was the most savage, because it was so well timed and like really right. funny in that moment, and that was again purely based on the moment. It was great reaction, probably mm-hmm. of you know, that, you know. But when you start talking about families and kids and like, you know, Colby, like I said, there there is a line you can cross, and and mm-hmm. Colby has done it, and and I say it, I said this the other day. It's like the Dave Chappelle line. He's a habitual line stepper, and at some point somebody's going to call you on that. And the and the the problem is, is that Colby, you know, he has started to kind of live his own gimmick. Like at the beginning, mm-hmm. and we all heard this, he became this kind of like character to get attention and, and to kind of save his job and to, and to start building his persona. And I, again, he kind of took on the pro wrestling thing. And I know the guy who manages him, it was a very orchestrated plan to build up Colby to become this guy. He is Again, fine. I got no problem with that. Chael son is very much the same way. When you meet Chael outside of, you know, being Chael, he's one of the nicest guys in the world. And when I met Colby, at his fight with Rafael Dos I went, he's an incredibly nice guy to me. I absolutely not, did not have a bad word to say, incredibly nice guy. I've chatted with him over the phone, like off, you know, whatever, incredibly nice guy. But I feel like Colby started to kind of live his own gimmick. And now mm-hmm. it's like, instead of being on 50% of the time, he's on 100% of the time. And when you do something like what he did with, and then he kept poking the bear after the fight, he's posted on Instagram every single day and do it. You, what do you don't expect? do that with Masvidal. You just, I'm yeah. not saying it's right, but I'm saying you can't be that shocked that this guy's going to run up on you and punch you a couple of times when he finally sees you.
3: Right. And that's, you know, I, I made a very similar point. Like it's, you know, what you're doing, you know, in as good of friends as they were, like, even if they, if that part of it's overblown, you train with that man long enough to know if you keep fucking with him, he's going to clap back. And it's not going to be with his mouth or social media. And that's, you know, again, I think the whole thing's a goddamn mess. I think everything is, even Connor, I'll even say, let's take that out of it. But, but the stuff that's happening kind of in the MMA world right now, like the, you know, your John Jones situation and the jail stuff and then this stuff, like it's just not a good look right now <laughs> at all.
4: Yeah. It is. It's ugly. And that's what I said the other day. Like, I wish I didn't have to write about a fighter getting arrested, you know, once a week. Like, that's the last thing I want to cover. You know right. what I mean? I don't want to write about that. I don't want to look. I hate police it. I hate, I, hate, I
3: hate it. I hate when people are asking me, like, oh, what do you think of this? Like, I I wish I didn't have to think anything about it. You know, yeah. when Diaz is coming out being like, you motherfuckers are fucking up. <laughs> like, when Diaz <laughs> is coming out saying that shit, you know, it's got bad.
4: Yeah, it's so funny. I was going to say Nate Diaz, the Diaz brothers are kind of the same way. Like, they're not the ones to cross in that kind of regard. But you know, it's funny. I don't, I've don't. i never written a story about Nate Diaz being arrested. He knows better. He's not that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to go out and do something stupid and get arrested. Like, he may right. be the guy. You run into him a show and you talk smack. He's going to smack you right back in the mouth. He's done it. I, we all know that mm-hmm. in certain fight shows. But again, yeah, I think that's hilarious. You say that when you've crossed the line to where Nate Diaz is telling you to calm down, maybe you really, <laughs> really, really screwed up.
3: <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. Uh,
4: so here, okay, before we get out of here, we're going to talk about your favorite subject, Anthony. I know you love this, and oh, I I want to okay. talk about this because I genuinely want to hear your, your real reaction to this. Okay, what are you it? ready? Yeah, Jake Paul. Says he can knock out Conor McGregor in the first round in a UFC fight.
3: See Hold that, on. Look. That's that extra caveat there. Hold <laughs> on. All right. All right.
4: Jake Paul says he can knock out Conor McGregor in the first round in a mixed martial arts contest. Now, I know you're a massive Jake Paul fan. We've had this conversation before. Yeah. But I read this headline today. Now, before I give you a chance to answer, let me throw this out there. I actually have come around a little bit on Jake Paul in terms of him as a person. I like, I have interviewed Jake a couple of times. I know Jake's manager kind of, you know, kind of the way I've always judged Connor. You know, I said this about Connor. I think I've said this publicly before when I lost my job at Fox sports and I got let go two people reached out to me that day. Like immediately after it happened, Max Holloway was one Connor McGregor was the other on Twitter reached out to me right away and says BS. I can't believe they did that. Whatever. I don't know if he wants me to put that out there, but I will always remember Connor for that. He's never been anything but gracious to me in person. Never been anything, but gracious to me in person, Jake, Paul, when I met him in Cleveland for his fight, when I've interviewed him a couple of times, incredibly nice guy. I remember he was running late for He was like 15 minutes late for our interview. And he like apologized profusely at the start of our interview. Like, I am so, so sorry. I wasted your time, blah, blah, blah. He didn't have to do that. But I was like, that's, that's cool. Like, I appreciate that mm-hmm. He was gracious enough to do that. So I've come around a lot on Jake. I like a lot of what Jake says about fighter pay. I like a lot of what Jake says about, you know, better treatment of fighters. I don't mind that he's making money in boxing. Those are all cool. I got no problem with that. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Go fight Tyron Woodley 30 times if that's what you want to do. I don't care. Make that money. Good for you. Go beat up Tommy Fury, whatever. But let's slow down on the you're going to beat Conor or anybody else in the MMA fight in your debut. You're going to knock out Conor McGregor in the first round. Let's slow down here.
3: Yeah, I've come around on Jake a little bit, too, to be honest with you. I still think he's kind of a douchebag, but it's okay to be a douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, he's not my type of dude. Like, I'm not sure that him and I could hang out and be friends. But, you know, I've, I've, if, he's, if, he, if he's truly out here trying to help people and he's trying to get pay up and, and and it seems like he's going into his own pocket to help people on his own shows and stuff, I, I have a hard time knocking that. I've always said I don't have any problem with him making money. I, like, if you can, if you can get it, get it. Um, I think everyone has the right to to be able to compete if they want to it seemed, I've always, I've always stuck up for him and said, he has the right to compete. He has the right to be here. He has a place at the table and he trains hard. He takes it very serious. He busts his ass. Um, and he's not as bad as people want to pretend, you know, like I got a lot of shit from the very beginning of this, you know, there was all the, every fighter you talked talk to, that dude sucks. He can't fight that dude is shit. And I said, from the very beginning, like, I don't think so guys, like, I think he's okay. Is he going to beat anyone that I like? I super respect their skills and abilities. I right now, no, but he's a pretty skilled, really heavy handed amateur, in my opinion. Like, he that dude can fucking fight, it, it, like, and it, it, people hate him so much, they forget that. But him fighting Connor, first of all, Connor's half his size right now. Um, people do miss that. Jake Paul is a big dude, and he's, fight, he's fighting short, stocky, wrestler welterweights. He, Jake Paul's my size. He's a big goddamn dude. He's way north of 200 pounds. So um, him fighting Connor like in a boxing match, he, that'd probably be a pretty good fight, to be honest with you. um, But is he going to knock him out in an MMA fight? No. Now with Connor gets kicking, he's going to kick Jake Paul's head right off the shoulder. <laughs> so in an MMA fight, that's a deal. But People say that Jake can wrestle a little bit, so maybe you know he might be able to keep it a little bit competitive for like a minute or so. But no, in an MMA fight, he's going to get barbecued.
4: It's it's like I had more belief in Conor McGregor boxing Floyd Mayweather than I had belief in Jake doing that in MMA, and it's because Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least in boxing, like Conor, legitimately does have power in his left hand. Like we know that, and he actually is like he actually has boxing skills. He wasn't going to be Floyd Mayweather. I mean, we know that, mm. but he could hang with Floyd Mayweather a little bit. And yes, Floyd probably carried him for several rounds to kind of get people their money's worth. That's all fine. I got no problem with that, but he wasn't beating Floyd, but at least he didn't get massacred by Floyd. You know, it was the same kind of thing when people said Anderson Silva going over. I knew Anderson Silva was going to do well, and he has done well. I think Anderson Silva knocks out Jake Paul in boxing. That's not a knock on Jake Paul. I just think 100%. Anderson Silva's a freaking badass. Right. Uh but come on, MMA is a whole other animal. When you mix in takedowns, kicks, knees, elbows, dude, it is all, I mean, I I like, and I say this in all honesty, I like Jake Paul very much. I don't think there's a middleweight, and I'm saying middleweight because it's kind of in the middle where he's at. If he's mm-hmm. if he's 200 pounds, let's say middleweight. There's not a middleweight on the roster right now that he would beat. None. Mm-hmm. None. There's not a middleweight in the UFC that Jake Paul would beat. Zero. No. None.
3: No. And there's definitely not a 205.
4: No, just, I mean that's worse. That's worse. Yeah, I mean not.
3: you actually give him someone his size? Even stro- even someone that's been struggling. Like say like what would Jimmy Crew do to Jake Paul? You that fight I mean? would
4: last that fight wouldn't last 2 minutes.
3: No. Even Devin Clark. Devin Clark yeah. would bulldoze that dude over and smash him
4: it would, so it would last it would last as long as the mma fighter wanted it to last
3: it would last as long as it would take for either one of those guys to walk across the octagon <laughs> you know, how, however long that takes seven eight seconds i don't know yeah um, you know but he's getting headlines i get it like he's he's playing the game he's keeping connor's mouth as much as he can because it's beneficial to him um you know he's got a fight coming up allegedly That's, he's seen he had something he's back in august is what he keeps saying so um I don't know. Tommy Fury has been talking about, it. he's got some big announcement too. So I wonder if that's what that shit is.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, dude, I got no problem to make a money. I got no problem Ooh. with him. You know, box everybody you want, but come on. like I just, I'm only bringing it up because I've come around so far on Jake Paul in terms of where I was at the beginning to where I am now, where I will legitimately say I am a fan of a lot of what Jake Paul does. And, and and I had a blast at his boxing match. It was a lot of fun being there. It was a really fun crowd to be around in Cleveland Again, I've come full circle on Jake Paul, hundred percent.
3: I've definitely eased up off of him a lot.
4: Yeah. Like, all right, like, but he ain't he, he ain't beating Conor. He ain't beat no. I mean, he ain't beating D. No. Come on. I mean, let just no. come on. I mean, come on. I mean, like maybe he beats CM Punk. I guess that's kind of the level where that I'd would be him... a
3: good MMA fight. No, that, <laughs> that would be a good MMA fight.
4: Yeah, then then maybe we're talking. But he come on now. Like, they should book not... that. There CM you go,
3: Punk. You just made a fight. Look at that. Yeah. If I had See a couple hundred Jake million dollars. Paul. I'd put those, those two together <laughs> for sure.
4: Yeah, that where we could actually have a debate on who wins that one. Uh, <laughs> he he he's not beating. He's not beating. Could you imagine? You said Jimmy. Could you imagine? Could you Anthony? imagine what
3: he would do to him?
4: Could you imagine? I mean, come on. I mean, I'm talking. And I when I say I pay for he, it though. I would pay for it in a second. (laughs) I'd pay to watch it, that's for sure. In in a second I would pay to watch that. But come on now. Let's let's I just I'm I'm knocking it down because come on, let's just, you know know. we can say crazy things, but let's let's you know come on now.
3: Let's keep it in this world.
4: Yeah, let's keep it within. Let's keep it within like some realm of possibility. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Anthony, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. I know you're such an incredibly busy guy, and uh, like I said, you have a million things going on. So I always appreciate you coming on and co-hosting the show. Uh, anything else you got coming up? You want to plug anything else coming up? We should be keeping an eye out for you. I know you're always doing the analyst gig. Of course, you mentioned believe you me. What else you got coming up in the next few weeks?
3: Oh man, I think I'm. uh oh. Yeah, Excuse me oh here i am yawning right at you um you're not taking a nap you're not boring me i'm just tired um i think i i think I, arizona i think that's my next one okay in phoenix is that phoenix it's in phoenix right yeah phoenix yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah so i'll be working the working the desk for the phoenix event okay that's
4: the uh 273 right 274
3: 274
4: Sorry. Two seventy
3: three yeah. is in Jacksonville, right? That's
4: right. Yeah, two seventy four. Yep. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's yeah, that's uh that was that gaichi uh Olivera. Oliveira. oh boy. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna it's be a good one. one. That's a really good one. Carlos Barza, Rosanama unis Uh mm-hmm. gonna be a good card. Got a couple of good pay per views coming up recently. I'm really looking we forward do. to the next couple. We got, of course, Peter yon and Algernane Sterling and uh volkanovsky Comzats coming up. So we got mm-hmm. some good good fights coming up. We actually have an off week this week, no UFC card this week. I know, weird. it's
3: weird. Like, it's been a while. It feels like it's been a while since we haven't. That's had, why we're talking about we Jake Paul. We only fights talk about this. Yeah, weekend, so. we got nothing coming up. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hey,
4: it's always a pleasure, Anthony. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon, okay? All right, man. A big thank you, as always, to Anthony Smith for coming on and co-hosting the podcast with me. Of course, we had a lot to talk about this week coming off the hills of USC Columbus and, of course, everything else happening in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, make sure you check out all of the work he's doing, of course, with the Believe You Me podcast with Michael Bisping, who is also a frequent co-host on this podcast, as well as his own show on Sirius XM Radio. Uh, as always, appreciate everyone tuning in to the podcast each and every week. Make sure you check us out on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and, of course, you can always find us over on MMAFighting.com. We will see you guys next week for another edition of the fighter versus the writer. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you then.
2: You're listening to the Vox media podcast network.
1: bet based on the amount of initial losing bet bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co bball for eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
2: support for this podcast came from SAS. data is everything and now everything is data which means more to process more to analyze